0: Hi, this is Pastor Christine Kelly from Living in His Image Ministries, and we are on another podcast. Um, This is going to be the first of two, because I think this is just such an important topic. Um, This particular podcast is called Forgiveness. This for some is one of the hardest things to do. So let's just jump right into what thoughts run through our minds when someone has hurt us but you don't know what he or she has did to me. They lied about me over and over again. He or she intended to destroy my career and they did. You can't imagine what I've been through. If you knew what this has done to my family, you'd be angry too. They deserve to suffer like they've made me suffer. I'm gonna make them pay. My daughter was raped, how do you forgive that? I will never forgive these people never. Consider these words from the lips of our Lord. In Luke chapter 6, verse 37, he says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. When Peter, a man who knew from experience the value of forgiveness, wrote his first epistle, he summed it up this way. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And you can find that in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. There's another way of saying it, and that comes from what we call the love chapter. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, while describing the greatest virtue, Paul declared that love keeps no record of wrongs That phrase deserves a little closer examination. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message, says it in this way. Love does not keep score of sins of others. Love doesn't keep score because love has a bad memory and it finds a way to forget the sins of others. Let's talk about what forgiveness is not. It does not mean approving of what someone else did. It does not mean pretending that the evil or wrongdoing never took place. It does not mean making excuses for the other person's bad behavior. It does not mean justifying evil so that sin somehow becomes less sinful. It certainly does not mean overlooking abuse. It does not mean denying that others tried to hurt you repeatedly. It does not mean letting others walk all over you. It does not mean refusing to press charges when a crime has been committed. It does not mean forgetting the wrong that has been done. It does not mean pretending that you were never hurt at all. It does not mean that you must restore the relationship to what it was before. It does not mean that you must become best friends again. It does not mean there must be a total reconciliation as if Nothing ever happened. It does not mean that you must tell the person that you have forgiven them. And it does not mean that all negative consequences of sin are canceled. Let's remember what Jesus did and what he went through. Jesus showed us the most profound example of forgiveness in the story of his crucifixion. He was striped, mocked, and tortured as people stood and cheered while he hung on a cross. Imagine how he must have felt. The hate in their eyes of those who were crucifying and persecuting him. The mob throwing stones and shouting, crucify him. The only sinless man on this earth that was so full of love for all mankind. No one was saying this is wrong. No one was apologizing for what they were doing. They laughed at him and said, if you're truly the son of God, then come down off the cross and save yourself. With all that they had done to him, in his dying moments, he uttered the words that still ring across the centuries. In Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Jesus had a heart for forgiveness. Even if the people who had tormented and tortured him did not deserve it, even when those individuals showed no mercy upon him, forgiveness was in his heart. Forgiveness is not what comes out of our mouths, and yet bitterness continues to dwell within us. Forgiveness is allowing yourself to be set free inside, to let go of the stronghold of strife and thoughts of getting even or even punishing the wrongdoer. When forgiveness begins in the heart, it will eventually work its way outward, only When you begin to forgive and understand that you are forgiven so that you may be released and that you may also be forgiven, it becomes much easier. We get so trapped in repeating the same emotions and the same reactive responses of certain situations that it's almost as if we're running in circles. The definition of insanity is summed up best by saying doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. We are really only hurting ourselves. Remember, forgiveness does not mean that we forget the hurt. It simply means that we will no longer allow that hurt to be recycled again and again in our hearts. When we choose not to forgive, we are allowing that pain to not only continue to hurt us, but we are keeping ourselves from being forgiven. How can we ask God to forgive us of our sin, yet we will not forgive others who have sinned against us? The Bible says in Mark chapter 11, verse 25, And whenever you stand in prayer, forgive. If you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. Yes, that's right. Jesus says you must learn to forgive or you will not be forgiven. Now, I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts and reasons that you're telling yourself why you should not forgive someone. But Jesus says... We forgive from the heart because we are asking him to forgive us. It is not for us to compare our sin to that of another. I want you to think about some other factors that contribute to choosing not to forgive. It steals our joy. It can consume our soul. It opens the door for the enemy. It can cause physical issues such as high blood pressure, stress, anxiety, and sleeplessness. It can remove others from your life because they see your bitterness, and it can keep you from your blessing. This is only a few examples, but I think you get the idea. Think about it. Why would you want to experience the same pain over and over why would you stop yourself from receiving forgiveness we're going to stop right here because like i said this is a two-part segment and i really want you to get the idea of why we are to forgive what forgiveness is not so if you have to replay this Replay this one before you listen to segment two, because I really want you to understand we are really stealing our own joy. It's like when we walk around with all of this unforgiveness and bitterness, it's like having a backpack full of a 50-pound bowling ball or a bunch of trash. Until we throw that trash out, it's going to be hanging on our back and we're going to carry that weight please remember forgiveness does not excuse the behavior forgiveness is so that we are not continuously hurting ourselves by reliving over and over again that pain so if you have someone to forgive ask god give them forgiveness don't keep carrying around that 50 pound bowling ball in the backpack So right now, we're just going to pray together that God will help you. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, if there's anyone listening to this podcast right now who is struggling to forgive or who hasn't forgiven someone, Lord, we just ask that you help them to understand why it is so important that you open their heart and allow them to understand and release all of that bitterness and anger and hurt that they're dealing with right now. Help them to understand that they must forgive in order to be forgiven. That they don't want to stop their own blessings from coming. And just allow them to release all of that so that they can experience peace and joy and happiness. We thank you, Father, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is our first segment of forgiveness. We will be posting our second series, so we'll do a little overview of this one. Um, If you have any questions or thoughts on this topic or any of the other topics that we have discussed or you have a prayer request, you are welcome to email me at christinekelly5 at gmail.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-K-E-L-L-E-Y, the number five at gmail.com so before we conclude, if there's anyone out there that hasn't asked uh, the Lord to be their Savior, say this little prayer with me and let's just jump right in. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to come into my life. I want to make you my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I believe that you were crucified on the cross for my sins, so that I could have eternal life. I believe, Lord, in the third day you rose and that you're in heaven preparing a place for me. Lord, I repent of my sins and ask for forgiveness. I would l- just ask you, Lord, to fill me with your presence. Lord, I want to be a child of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you're having trouble finding a church due to the pandemic, um, also email me and we'll connect you with a pastor or a church in your area or we'll make some suggestions and we can send you some links on some online services that are going on. So until next time, this is Pastor Christine Kelly from Living in His Image Ministries. You guys stay safe, and God bless. Thank you.